We are excited to do this, and uh, I think you're kicking us off oh, with, yeah. into our okay. Teach Us to well, Pray series. Yeah, we've been in this Teach Us to Have you all loved the Teach Us to Pray series? I mean, I, it's so funny to me because when I think about prayer, I don't really think about it, and I don't know why right. because we really should. And so thank you, babe, for kind of kicking us into this thing where we have to think about prayer. Yeah. There's a lot to think about. As I learned today, we're going to discuss, and my notes just went bye-bye. Okay, there they are. Um, but so, yeah, I want to start with this quote that we um, read from his uh, book on prayer, and it's by Philip Yancey, and I'm going to read it a couple of times because it's just brilliant. It says, in the process of writing, however, I have come to see prayer as a privilege, not a duty. Like all good things, prayer requires some discipline. Yet, I believe that life with God should seem more like friendship than duty. Prayer includes moments of ecstasy and also dullness, mindless distraction and acute concentration, flashes of joy and bouts of irritation. In other words, prayer has features in common with all relationships that matter. Mm. That's so good. Not good. I think you should read it again. I'll read it again. Okay. In the process of writing, however, I have come to see prayer as a privilege, not a duty. Like all good things, prayer requires some discipline. Yet I believe that life with God should seem more like friendship than duty. Prayer includes moments of ecstasy and also dullness, mindless distraction and acute concentration, flashes of joy and bouts of irritation. So true. That is so true. In other words, prayer has features in common with all relationships that matter. Isn't that just amazing? So today, we just want to have a conversation around that. The real idea about today is that it's about relationship. It's not a formulated sentence. uh, I mean, it can be. It can be. But really, I think God's desire is that we are in relationship with him. And that it's continual. And that it's frustration, fear, good, bad, all of it. And so let's just pray before we get started. Are you guys good? Can we have a conversation? We want to hear you back because I yeah. can't not have that. So I need that. So Double let's negative. Pray. That's serious yes. stuff right there. <laughs> Don't get me distracted. Sorry. My bad. Okay. Well, Father God, I thank you this morning that we get to lean in to your word, to your scriptures, to what they say. Father, the big questions that are going to be laid out today. God, I thank you, um, Father, that we just can have a conversation, that we can talk to you about it, Lord. That we can, God, we when we lean in, Lord, you are already there. You are already ready for us. Yeah. And so, God, I pray that today doesn't leave us kind of with more questions or more concerns. It doesn't, um, you know, where the enemy would try to come in and still confuse and and manipulate this discussion. I pray a protection over what happens here this morning. And I thank you, God, that only clarity comes from this point forward. And God, I thank you um, that our thoughts are your thoughts. And, and Father, we begin to see you clear through through this conversation. And uh, thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Isn't that good? I love that quote. I think it frames the whole conversation today. We're going to talk about a few different things. And really what we've done is kind of, this is like a catch-all. We, we, yes. we, we kind of, in through conversation over the last several weeks, we've heard some of you mention a couple different things about prayer. And we thought, why don't we give it our best? We're not doing a Q&A necessarily, but why don't we walk through some of these things and things that we dealt mm-hmm. with personally. And, and, um, and I love that. I, I hope that quote takes some of the pressure off of you. I think prayer is meant to be effective, but I also know that prayer can be a little bit frustrating. And one of the things that we've 
kind of work through with this, and uh, you can talk to um, John McCurdy over here. He would he would be able to talk to you about this because he's listened to a podcast that I recommended, and it's and it's changing his life. I think. Um, Is it? I, I did. You know. Tell us about that. No, not right now. Not right now. <laughs> No, but there's this word that we don't deal with very well, that we don't talk about very often, and it actually, I think, causes us to miss out on some of what the Bible is trying to do in our lives. Yeah. And it's probably not a word that you've used a lot. It's probably not a word that you bring up often, um, but it's this word lament. Has anyone ever heard the word lament? Yeah, it's not Spanish for the mint. It is... It is, that was, I, that was, sorry, some things just start here and they don't stop they don't, until they come out of the no. mouth. And then I, this is why we have one, sir, two this services. This is why I try to, I try to pull it back. Yeah, do I don't that. say that joke. No. Um, here's what, here's, some of you are lamenting that I just said that. Um, <laughs> lament, oh, way to bring it back. lament is this. Are you ready? I'm ready. Lament is a passionate expression of grief or sorrow. How many of you have ever been in church and felt a passionate sense or an expression of grief or sorrow, and when you felt it, because you were in church or around Christians, or you felt like somehow you'd done something wrong or guilty, or you were in the wrong place because you felt bad about something. Yep. It's this idea, and here's what here's here's how we know this is a word that matters. It almost half, if not more than that, and I'm being somewhat reserved on that estimation. Some would say two thirds of the Psalms are yes. lament. Uh, they are, and, and Psalms is, is as much a prayer guide for us as anything else. Mm, and here is right. this, these authors who are speaking to this idea of frustration and grief and difficulty and, and not knowing what to do and not knowing why this prayer hasn't been answered. In fact, uh, the other day I was at um, a local coffee shop and I've become friends with the owner and, and she said something to me and, and uh, said some of the idea of why, why are those people successful when, and she had been successful, she had come into something that happened with the state and some just really kind of dumb things and she goes, why are people who do the wrong things successful and I, here I am right. doing everything I right. can to be right and I'm not and I go, interesting you say that. I don't know, bye. Um, because there's a guy... <laughs> What did you just say? Said, You're I on my know, desk bye. side. Um, I yeah, I don't know. I'm out. See ya. Um, hope you figure that out. Let me know when you do. Um, what I loved was that I could immediately look to the Psalms and say, hey, you know what? The Bible mm. deals with that. Totally. The Bible deals with why is that guy yes. winning and I'm not? Why yes. is that person why being successful God? and I'm not? Why? Yes. And I think sometimes we feel like we can't be in those places and say some of those things. In fact, one of the verses we read as we were preparing for this, Psalm 145, 18. Mm. Psalm 145, 18 says, the Lord is close. The Lord is close to all who call on him. Oh. Listen to this part. Yes, to all who call on him in truth. Now, yes. many of us would read that word truth and think, okay, call on him rightly. Mm. Call on him with all the right things. Call on him with, but if you were to look at some other translations, you would find things like this. Mm. The Lord is close to everyone who calls out to him, to all who call out to him sincerely. Message translation would say, God's there listening for mm -hmm. all who pray, for all who pray and mean it. In other words, there's this idea here for the writer that we are praying with everything that we have. We are not trying yeah. to be uh, impressive with our prayers. We're not trying to cover up with our prayer. How many of you have done that? You've covered up what you're really dealing with with mm -hmm. your prayers, especially when you're in a group setting. Man, you could throw out some of the best little lines and little <laughs> thus saith the Lord kind of things. And we, 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 just, we don't know about this transparency thing. We don't deal with this mm -hmm. lament thing very well. Wow. In a culture that tends to hide the things that we're really going through, right. um, 
Christians should be those who are able to go, oh, actually, no, that does exist in my life. I yes. am trying to figure that out. Yeah. But I am not doing it on my own. I am not right. doing that by myself. I'm not holding that and carrying that burden alone. Right. In fact, Matthew 6, 5 through 8 says this, and, and uh, many of you probably heard this. This is actually, we've been in Luke 11 for the last several weeks right. uh, reading the Lord's Prayer. Um, but this is where the, the other place that the Lord's Prayer is recorded in Matthew chapter 6. He <laughs> precedes it with this. When you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on street corners and in the synagogues where everyone can see them. I tell you the truth, that is all the mm. reward they will ever get. When you seek the approval of man, that will be the only approval you ever get. When you seek somehow to be validated by other people, that will be your reward. Hmm. We are not trying to impress people. Mm -hmm. We are trying to be impressed by Jesus. Come on. It's only when we're impressed by him that we impress other people in a way that gives God glory. But when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you, and pray mm -hmm. to your Father in private. Then your Father, who sees everything, will reward you, which is an important thing to remember. Yes. When you pray, don't babble on and on as the Gentiles do. <laughs> they think, now here's what's so weird about that. And I know I'm, this is off the notes. No, right? this, this is, is just, good. So what's weird about saying don't pray on and on is, is that he, Paul also tells us to pray what? Continually. Like all the yeah. time. So which yeah. one is it? Right? Obviously, he's trying to make right. a point here. He's not yeah. trying to tell you you can't pray for long periods of time. Right. He's not trying to tell you that you can't intercede for something over the long haul. He's not saying any of that. He's trying to say that if you're doing this all to somehow impress or mm. to cover up or to put on a facade, you're going to get it wrong. Yeah. Don't babble on and on as the Gentiles do. They think their prayers are answered merely by mm. repeating their words again and again. Yes. Don't be like them, for your Father knows exactly what you need even before you ask him. Absolutely. I think, man, there's something to that lament thing. I think that's like, it's just good that it's in the Bible. Yes. Because it's most of my prayers. Mm. It's, it's most of the time, I think, <clears throat> for me, I think you have to add faith. Like, so the, the opposite side of that is to go, okay, we can lament. But you'll see in the Bible when they are doing that, they're crying out, why God? Why God? Oh, but God, we love you. Oh, but God, we're thankful. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's significant that you add faith um, to that. So when I'm, yeah, I just put an example, usually in the car. Yeah, you've had some um, of these. You call me. I think yeah, people yeah. that pass me are probably like, yo, she's crazy. She is going on. She's crazy because my arms are flailing. I am just like fighting in the car. Um, but, but I honestly see prayer as like a conversation where God is just my, pa he's in my passenger seat. And so sometimes I start with this, I just don't understand this, I don't understand why, and I'm just talking, and then I realize I'm not talking to myself, I'm talking to God. And then I fuel it with, okay, but God, yeah. why? And let's talk about it. And he's just like, they're in my seat next to me. Yeah. Obviously, you're not in the car at this point. Yeah. You know. I think sometimes that's helpful when I'm not around. Is that what so, you're saying? So, but it's that, yes. <laughs> I you know, but I will say just this is this is true. You will have you will leave the house frustrated about something. Oh, not oh, yeah. me ever, but you'll no. leave the house frustrated. Right. And you you'll know something's on your mind. We'll have had a discussion about yeah. it. We'll talk about it, and you'll call me 15 minutes later, and you've had had driven somewhere, <laughs> and you'll and Probably you'll just nowhere. and you'll go yeah who knows, and you'll go man I just had this amazing moment, and and you'll tell me it, you'll describe it, and part of it is. It sounds like a psalm. It sounds like you yes, are absolutely. frustrated, and then somewhere along the way, 
God broke into it. I'm a processor, you know, like if I'm bothered by something, I'm bothered. Mm. And it's you, I don't, I'm Amen. not, I'm not, Just joking. I'm going to say this, friends and husband, I'm not easily bothered. So when I am bothered, there's a reason. And if I don't stop and work it out, yeah. then I think it just festers in me. And and that's the other side of it is is you can pray to God and you can add faith, but but if you don't, then it becomes a fear thing mm. because because it festers and, and when issues fester, they yeah. become a fear for me yeah. at least. And then fear fear then can paralyze you. Yeah. And so it can put you in this place where you're like you know, I'm frustrated, so I'm just not going to deal with it because, like, I'm also that person. You know, I'm both, I guess. Yeah. So no one can be bad at me. I'm not. I'm both. Um, so, so yeah, if, I'm losing losing my thing. Fear paralyzes you. So the enemy just wants to get you to stop talking. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, that's his biggest tactic. He just wants you to just yeah. because if we just get it out and work it out with God, then he knows he wow. can't win. Yeah. It's just pretty amazing. But so it reminds me of this scripture. Um, uh, it's Israel and the promised land. I actually, I've been on this a couple of weeks because I mentioned it last week if you were here. Um, but I heard Rick Warren say it this week in the car and I was just blown away. He said, what should have taken days took decades for them to get into the promised land. Like it is a 12-day walk. It took them 40 years. And you think about fear, and it, and, and it just is, it takes these, so Moses never got there, but then Joshua and Caleb come in, and we don't have the scripture here, I don't think we have it up there, um, but, it, but the, the point is, is that they didn't quit. When fear crept in and people heard, so, so that's what it was, they had heard, oh my gosh, the land is flowing with milk and honey, they sent out the spies, the spies came back and said, it's true, but there's those crazy yeah. big people in there, and there's all these things, yet, they took 40 years, and they were, they were, you know, what is it? They were winning in so many levels. They yeah. were fighting against armies and they were, they had multiple victories, but yeah. they saw this land and it was just still this fear yeah. crept in. And you know, what's interesting is Joshua and Caleb, they're like, all right, shh. They silenced him and they said, we're going, we're doing this. Yeah. And I just thought about the fact that you got to get around people of faith. Yeah. You got to get with your buddy who has faith to be able to kind of step into the next place. And I think, my gosh, I don't know how long it was from when Joshua and Caleb had their time to like take yeah. the land, but I think it's pretty short compared to because they added faith. They said no. They added faith to their frustration. So find people of faith, stay with them. And that's what it's about, right? Teach us to pray. It's yeah, that's that is that, and I think that's the part that we we tend we tend to miss. We miss these words like us. And we, and then we read words like me and I in the New Testament, and we tend to think that that is a just, just purely personal uh, thing. Yeah. The problem is Jewish culture is a highly strong group culture, meaning, and, and you can ask John yeah. about this as well, uh, meaning that not, that, that not it was a strong group, but that they were very, very committed to the group. And so their mentality was that, okay, what's good for me is good as long as it's good for us. Right. And so everything you hear in here is not this idea of you go be a rebel and do your own thing. Mm -hmm. It's like, hey, it's why the disciples, when they said teach us to pray, they're saying, hey, us, your brothers, we teach us yes. to pray. We want to be able to pray. And I think with Meredith and I, we, we, there are times where we, we get into prayer and some of those things, and we have to do this together. Even mm -hmm. preparing, I told Meredith yesterday, I said, man, I'd love to do this more often with you because um, it's yeah. <laughs> you're stressful 
<laughs> it's yeah, I guess it's not. No, super it easy. was fun. I'm kidding. But it is fun, and uh, and it was enjoyable. But I yes. I think for many of us, we tend to try to do prayer alone. That's right. We tend to try to do prayer by ourselves. I think there is an element of that. I think for all of us, we have a personal revelation of Christ. We have a personal relationship with Jesus. Mm -hmm. But I don't ever think that that's separated from other people. Right. And so I want people of prayer in my life. I want people of faith in my life. Right. Uh, I, I don't remember who it was that said it, but the cl closer I grow to God, uh, the closer I grow to people. If you find someone who is becoming further and further from people, then they're most likely not growing closer to the God wow. that's in this Bible. Wow. And so teach us to pray, and, and this whole idea of people of faith should yes. be one that brings us together. It's why we gather on a Sunday morning. It's why we gather at dinner parties. It's why we mm -hmm. should be gathering around lunch tables and coffee uh, shops and hanging out together and getting together because we're doing this together. Well, and I've noticed, too, just on the prayer in my prayer life when I've prayed over usually a relationship scenario where I'm like god let them get it together <laughs> <laughs> hey just kidding um but I, I've always found that like god wants unity like he wants yeah. that like and, and we'll talk about this later but like when you pray in Jesus' name, you're praying God's nature yeah and so when you're praying for a relationship God is like yes and most of, and I have seen this over and over time. I've, I had a friend who I was praying for and I was fighting for it. It was a year long of like really just stuff. And um, I just remember, God, I am like, and I was, it was that lament thing. Yeah. But then it was the faith thing. I see this thing coming full circle. Yeah, and I just remember the sense and feeling of like, oh my gosh, I think it's going to come full circle. Y'all, the next day. She goes, I just felt, she comes, and she says, I just felt this weight lifted off of uh, me yesterday. Yeah. And I don't know what it was, but I was praying. I was like, you were praying. I was praying. We all were praying, and God just wanted unity. Yeah. He didn't care. And it was just the thing. It's like the power of the Holy Spirit yeah. in that moment was significant. But on oh, notes, how do you get yours to stay I on? Do, I, I have secrets. Um, okay. I think... You know, I do think that's part of it. I think, you know, we, I said this last week, one of the most healthy versions of prayer, there's, there, there's a, obviously, depending on who you talk to, there's a different number, but there's six to seven different types of prayer, and the one that is most healthy for you is the first one is faith toward God. The second one would be uh, prayer for other people. The healthiest prayer life for you is not for yourself. Yeah. That's great. I don't like that. Because who knows what I need more than me? Well, God does. And when I, when I pray towards other people, there's something in my soul that lifts yes. up. And so what she's talking about is, man, some of the most amazing moments of prayer have been when I prayed towards someone else yeah. and trusted God with them. And, and because we, don't, we just yeah. assume everybody's good in prayer and that nobody else needs help. Nobody yeah. else needs Right. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, if we're all praying for each other, we're all covering one another, this thing will work out much better. Right. And we'll all be healthier for it. Well, speaking of praying together. Yes. Um, so we were talking last night about the story of when the disciples were arrested and they were yeah, let Peter out of John, jail. Yeah. Acts 4. Acts 4. It's one of and, my favorite in um, all the Bible, yeah. Yeah, so they were arrested and then they were released. And the first thing they did was go to a friend's house and pray. Yeah. I love that. And here's what they said, Acts 4.29 says, And now, O Lord, hear their threats and give us, your servants, great boldness in preaching your word. Stretch out your hand, stretch out your hand with healing power. May miraculous signs and wonders be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. 
And man, just notice their prayer. Um, give us your servants great boldness. Yeah. Give us great boldness and let us see signs and wonders. It wasn't, Lord, you deal with them because they just did all that. Yeah. And that was horrible. You take care of that. You just get, get. crushed them <laughs> in the ground. No, Fight them. Yeah. It was, Yes. It was, it was, God, give us boldness. Yeah. Let them see signs and wonders. Ultimately, their prayer was that, that they would see the Lord. Yeah. And that is huge. And that they would have boldness in their prayer. Life I've, I've always loved that verse because I think if I were in that situation, I would have prayed a lot of different things beyond give us boldness to go reach them yeah. and love them and show them the good news. Yeah. Right? They just threw two of our favorite people out in prison and then threw them out. And now they're in a room. We're being persecuted. All things are going wrong. This is not what we thought it was going to be, this new kingdom that was going to show up. And here we are. And what do we pray? We don't pray, God, get us out of here. We don't say, God, give us a secret tunnel out of the city. We don't pray any of those things. We don't pray, God, get rid of this situation. We don't right. pray, God, you know, send right. some random army to kill them all. We, don't, we pray, God, give us boldness to go back out the door. Mm. I mean, how many times do we, 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 and that's where getting around other people, I know for you and I, we, the, yeah. hearing you pray emboldens me and me, you, and you hearing me pray, I would hope, emboldens Aww, you. But this idea that, that we do this thing in such a way that we, we, sometimes we pray to get ourselves out of a situation rather than be big enough to change the situation. Wow. We pray. And it's not to say that God's going, yeah, you should always be in tough situations, mm -hmm. but it is to say that, that just a reminder, Jesus did tell us suffering was coming. Yeah. Just a reminder, Jesus did tell us, Paul mm -hmm. told us, don't be surprised when these things come along. Yes. But in all these things, count them joy. Mm. The, 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 it, it would be one thing if God goes, everything is going to go perfect from right here on out. It'd be one thing if Jesus was like, hey, listen, after I resurrect, it's easy. We've got it. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't, he didn't do that. Right. Didn't do that at all. Yeah. It's so funny sometimes how we hold them to this word that he never gave. Mm. Now, he still does, and this is the, the dichotomy we live with, he does still promise overwhelming, over abundant life. Right. And I think that is one of the right. challenges of this whole thing. You had right. another verse, though. We got a lot more to cover. We, we, I think we're doing great. Oh, you think we're doing good? Okay. I think we're doing fantastic. Okay. Well, well, okay. you, you guys good? Yeah. good? Okay, good. Okay. So this verse is out of Daniel, and it's uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And um, I just love what happens out of their faith. It says... Um, O Nebuchadnezzar, why do we not defend ourselves before you? If we are thrown into a burning furnace, the God whom we serve is able to save us. He will rescue us from your power, your majesty. But even if he doesn't, we even want to... Even if he doesn't, I'll Y'all don't know that because okay. it's a secret song. Um, but even if he doesn't, yeah. <laughs> uh, we want to make it clear to you, your majesty, that we will never serve your gods or worship the God them, statue you have set up. Come on. It's like just stick it yeah. to him. Yeah. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Um, is there like a, can we just SMA? What does that mean? It's the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Oh. There. But Sorry. it just... I but, didn't help you out but, on that one. But so they take this faith. It's this faith of, but even if he doesn't, I'm still in this. I still know that God will save us. I yeah. still know that he's a great God. It's that from faith to this trust factor. Yeah. yeah. Like I trust him even if he doesn't. Yeah. 
That's a beautiful picture of people who were about to be thrown in a fire. Yeah. Can't say I'd be the same way. No, right. So. And that is the, that's the frustration, adding faith to frustration. We talked about this. We, we grow up on Disney movies, and uh, everything always ties up with a bow, right? Everything just kind of. Yeah. And, uh, and then on the other side, we're in a, a world now where a lot of movies end with no real great resolution, which is, is frustrating. It's and frustrating. we, we but, but because we become a culture that wants to be real and honest. And yeah. so what we've talked about is, hey, it's okay to be real and honest, but what you don't want to lose is the ideal. What you don't want to lose is the desire for God to bring heaven to earth. And so while we might deal with the trouble and difficulty of earth, you don't want to ever lose the, the presence and promise of heaven. And, and so we, we hold that, and that's the difficulty of living this thing out, is we uphold this belief that Jesus is on the earth working, the Holy Spirit's working on the earth, that creating an image of us in, in, uh, in him, into him, and that, um, that heaven should invade earth. And that's, the, that's the, this where prayer shows up. That's where prayer shows up. It's where um, we begin to pray. Prayer is the most important place to bring the kingdom of heaven into earth because heaven has to reside in you before it can okay. be brought into the earth. That was good. Sure. That's an Props. amen moment. Okay. okay. So now I do want to say this, though. Frustration. One of the biggest frustrations for all of us is unanswered prayer. And it is a legitimate, hopefully we're just taking all the, like, the, the good Christian things that we say often, you know, like, listen, unanswered prayer is hard for all of us. I remember last year losing our sister-in-law um, and uh, to a long fight with cancer. And the whole way through, the whole way through, prayers of faith, healing, God, do this. God, make this happen. God, you're going to come through. Um, and uh, and it didn't happen the way we expected it. The three yeah. little boys um, and... Uh, that was hard. I mean, it took me, it, it, that was a hard season. I remember sitting down with another p pastor in the area, and we were sitting having coffee, and I told him what I'd gone through, and he told me about three, in the last, I think in the last three weeks, he had had to um, uh, perform funerals for three of the people that had gone to his church, and uh, one was a 20-year-old young man who got killed in a boat accident, and he was actually trying to help somebody, uh, and, and we just looked at each other, and we were both just like, what do you, what do you tell people in your church when here you are frustrated with the Lord? When you're going, wait, I don't understand why that did not happen. And it is a real, legitimate, honest thing. Philip Yancey in his book called Prayer, and, and, and again, we've put all these on the website. We've referenced several books, but he says this, and we're only referencing Yancey today, uh, one of my favorite authors. Most of my struggles in the Christian life circle around the same two themes, why God doesn't act the way we want God to, and why I don't act the way God wants me to. Most of my struggles in the Christian life circle around the same two themes, why God doesn't act the way we want God to, and why I don't act the way God wants me to. And prayer is the precise point where those themes converge. Prayer is the place where we deal with those two realities. And, and it is... It's in prayer that we begin to deal with and be shaped by what God's wanting to do in our life. And why we, we stay in relationships. One of the things you just said about processing things. I've run into a lot of people who don't feel like the church. And I don't think this is all. Look, I get it. Sometimes we just say, well, the church did that. And I know that people just, sometimes that's a cop out. I understand that. But for some, it's not. For some, it's a legitimate, real thing. And what I've found is that there are a lot of people who, when it comes to processing something, 
when it comes to processing something that doesn't feel right or doesn't feel, I don't understand or I don't get it, have not always felt like the church is the place for that. When what I'm finding as I read through this, if I, just reading through the Psalms, the church should be the greatest place where we can process it because right. with the processing, we can add promise. Right. With right. the process of why I feel this way or why this isn't this happening, why does this go on? Why don't you, we can add the promise of eternity. We can add the promise of uh, resurrection. We can add the promise of God is with mm, us through all things. So we can add the promise yes. of God is not done yet. We can add, the, we can add all of those things, right? right? And, and mm -hmm. so um, I think it, unanswered prayer can be one of the great challenges. Yeah. And so we, we, we're going to just steal something from a book that we want you to read, and I'll put the podcast online somewhere. Yes. A podcast from John Mark Homer, who basically stole the Cliff's Notes of a book called God on Mute. Mm. Has anyone been there before? Yes. Where we just feel like, I don't know what God's saying. Right. Now, look, the Bible should be the place you start. The Bible is always saying something. That's right. This is the word of God, living and active and ready to cut That's through right. all the junk. The Bible's always speaking. But we, always, we all understand Wait, what, what's, what's happening? Unanswered prayer. Yeah. Okay, so let's go through just a few reasons <laughs> that uh, Pete, Pete Gregg, who, who really is kind of the, the guy who started 24-7 prayer. So here's a guy who loves to pray. This is not a guy who has doubts about prayer. This is a guy that prays all the time. Yeah. Right? He really takes that thing literally. And, uh, and so he wrote a book called God on Mute. What happens when, we, uh, when prayer is unanswered? He, gives, he gave 15 reasons. We're not going through all of them. And definitely not to the depth he did. Sometimes we are just not your answer. Sometimes, more often than not, this is just meant mm -hmm. to start you on the journey of discovering something. Yeah. And so I would hope that you're picking up some books, obviously the Bible being one of them. Okay, so let's give a few. You, yes. you, you start, I think. No, you start. Oh, okay, common <laughs> sense. Common sense. That's the first reason. In other words, you didn't fill up on gas, and somewhere down the road you're going, God, give me a gas station. What is God supposed to do in that moment? Right. Will he construct a gas station in the middle it's, of I-30 as you're driving towards, you know, and, 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 and I'm have, not, not to yeah. say God can't do that, but please understand, how many of you have ever had a miraculous gas station show up? Like you could <laughs> see it as you pull in, the pumps are just getting finished. Like anyone? Let me just say this. This was way back in the Not day. Not to say you don't. Yeah, you're okay. I'm about go ahead. to just. Yeah, it's fine. Way back in the day, I remember this because you said gas station. We were at a youth thing. We were yeah. coming to see all of our people at youth camp. And we were out in the middle of nowhere. And my youth leader was like, oh my gosh, y'all need to pray because my gas light just came on and it's there's nowhere near. And we did. But in that moment, I just remember thinking, what are we, what are we praying? Yeah. What are we, are we praying? Like that the car is just going to make it. Yeah. It did make it. So maybe God was just with us, but you know, it is silly. Well, and, 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 and faith is, I've, I've, man, I've heard stories of my dad in a plane that was on its way down. It was a small little plane and them oh, praying gosh. and it's, that's scary. But, mm -hmm. um, it's not to say those again, this is not to say that God doesn't do these things. It's, it's to understand that there are times where we yeah. pray for things right. that are a little bit contradictory to, yes. um, okay. So what was the next one? Okay. So that was oh, it. Contradictory. contradictory. Um, it's like a farmer asking for it to rain yeah. and a bride who's saying, I want sun on my wedding day. Yeah. Same city. What is God supposed to do? And, and see, I'm, we're just, we're just, we're just, just laying some things out. God, it's just, not us. It's the book. Yeah. God on me. Um, number three, easy one is their selfish prayers. 
Been there. They're done just that. they're just just for my own you know my own thing. And again, none of these again none of these is to say you can't pray these prayers. These these are simply to say these could be some of the reasons. Yes. What was the other one? Selfish. Oh, you no, did that I did one. that one. Sorry. Evil exists. Evil um, exists. The reality we don't like to deal with. It really is spiritual warfare. Yeah. It's God's war, right? There's good and bad. Yeah. And we are fighting both. Yeah. Constantly. Yeah. So there's that. Um, and then the other one, relationship. This is this is this is more about relationship than it is. In, it's not an ATM interaction. We yeah. we are not every week going in and we're trying to withdraw something from the Lord. Um, we all know that kid who has their own ATM card and an empty, you know endless supply of finances, and yes. all of you know that that's not always the best way uh, to let it ride. Right. You, right. You, it's so sometimes God is keeping us close through the process and a little bit at a time and a little bit at a time and a little bit at a time to keep us in relationship. This is not meant for us to just always be resourced, but for us to have relationship with him. Right. And this one you just mentioned. And we mentioned this and it's not in his nature. Um, You know, I make sure, I don't know. When you pray God smite thee. Yeah. You wrote that in there. So I I did. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Like instead of earlier, like when I said God spite thee. God smite thee, um, that isn't in his nature. Yeah. Too many times we pray things that are against God's nature. Because yes. when you invoke his name, what you are invoking is his nature or his yes. character. And so you can pray all these things. Again, these are not reasons to somehow, but to deal with this reality at times that mm-hmm. there is something else happening, something else going on. There is right. spiritual warfare. There right. are scriptures in the Bible you go, wow, okay, that's legit. That's real like, that's mm-hmm. happening. Um, yeah. An angel saying, hey, we, we got caught up in another place. This is going on. And there, there, there is a spiritual battle going on around our lives. And, um, and then, okay, so this is the last one. And this is the one that everybody kind of mentioned to me. How do you know when God is speaking to you? Yeah. When, how do you know if he's actually saying something? Well, again, one of, a lot of it, that, a lot of that stems from this doesn't carry enough weight in our lives. A lot of it stems from, is this actually the word of God or is it not? Mm. Can I read this and believe God is speaking into my world? Can I read this and ask the Holy Spirit to direct me in this? That's number one. This is the foundation for it. No, but, but two, it, it seems to me that more often than not, we prioritize the thing we are most comfortable with. In other words, we have elevated audible speech over spiritual communication so I have God doesn't fit in my box of how he talks to me and so I'm not always sure if he's talking in other words the highest form of communication is spirit to spirit the highest form of communication is spirit to spirit in fact Paul would talk about this idea that who knows Jesus who knows Mm -hmm. better than I do better than the Lord does what you need. He actually talks about who knows the mysteries of God better than the Spirit. And the Spirit is going to tell and communicate and testify to your spirit. In other words, the Bible doesn't really elevate God's vocal cords as much as it does his spirit speaking to you and I. Does he speak audibly? Yes, we've all heard people talk about stories of where it's like as clear as day. We see stories in Scripture of moments where God speaks but more often than not, it is that daily, every day, always, Holy Spirit speaking to your spirit. To, 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 to hear the voice of God 
is to hear him in the deepest parts of who you are. That's why I quoted this a few weeks ago, this idea that, that we realize now in science that, that the, the non-physical is actually the thing that is creating what is physical. That, that, that's not just a spiritual concept anymore. That thought has as much a, 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 um, a role in what matter does as anything else. That we are, and so why wouldn't God work in our thoughts? He's renewing our mind. 1 Kings 19, it's, uh, it's, again, some of you may have heard this because this is what usually is brought up when we talk about God's voice to us. It says, go out and start, stand before me on the mountain, speaking to the prophet Elijah. As Elijah stood there, the Lord passed by, and a mighty windstorm hit the mountain. It was such a terrible blast that the rocks were torn loose, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in an earthquake. And after the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, there was the sound of a gentle whisper. And when Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And a voice said, what are you doing here, Elijah? I love that. Isn't that amazing? So many of us are waiting for God to speak in the fireworks. We're waiting for God to speak in the rushing wind and in the earthquake and in the fire. And we aren't going to move until he does it. Maybe, just maybe things God is wanting to speak to you. He wants to speak to you closely. He wants to speak to you intimately. He wants to speak to you in a gentle whisper. He wants to speak to you. And the the challenge with even asking the question is, is God speaking to me? Is what you will do with it when he does? Yeah. It's a dangerous question to go, well, I'm just not even sure he's speaking. Okay. Okay. But when he does, Hmm. when you read it in here, and when the Holy Spirit speaks it in here, what are you going to do with it? Because if we really believe it's the word of God, it means we do something. I still remember the story to this day, from, and I know you know what story I'm going to share. But I was sitting with a friend of mine. We're sitting, again, in a coffee shop because that's what pastors do. You know who's on staff at a, at a church when you walk into a coffee shop. They're all dressed way too cool. All Anyways, so, you, so you, uh, you, you're sitting, I'm sitting there, and this guy, um, we're sitting there talking, and I eventually see him. He just checks out of the conversation. And not in a rude way. He's like, he's trying to pay attention, but he's not paying attention. These two young ladies are talking next to us, and they're talking. They're not talking about anything. They're just having a conversation. And he says, hey, man, hold on one sec. And he leans over. The tables just happen to be really close. He goes, hey, excuse me. And I just, man, I was just having a conversation. We weren't praying. We weren't, like, in a prayer moment, right? He goes, goes, hey, uh, I heard the word, uh, like, Asia. And she just starts, like, what are you saying? And her friend's freaking out, like, What? And I'm like, it's just Asia. It's like, like a, you know. Um, and he goes, yeah, it just felt like the Lord wanted you to hear that, that he, he knows that about you. And, and she begins to tell the story about how she's been trying to go overseas, and it's been a long process, and it hasn't been working, and hadn't been raised the money, and was starting to think about quitting and not doing it. And she was really struggling with the decision. And here he is sitting in the coffee shop. He hears the Holy Spirit speak to his spirit. No audible voice. At least I didn't hear one. Right? No table shaking, no, like, roof off the building, none of that. Hey, lean over and say Asia. And, and that's what happens. I remember one time we were making a big decision about church, and I was frustrated. I was ticked off about it. This is not working. And, and I Meredith, was tired of hearing it. And Meredith goes, this, hey, this should be your default reaction when you're tired of hearing your uh, friend or your spouse or yes. whatever. And she goes, have you prayed yet? <laughs> you know, the... You know, the ultra-religious person in me was like, of course. Like, yeah, I did it 12 hours this morning while you were sleeping, you know. 
And uh, no, sure enough, I go, yeah, you're right. And so I had frustration. Yeah, right. And Mayor just added a little bit of healthy <laughs> dose of faith. I went in a room in our house, kept the lights off, laid down on the floor. I don't always do this, but I laid down on the floor and just began to pray. I was in there for a while and came out. And I mean, within half an hour, mm -hmm. within half an hour, um, what I had been looking for, we had figured it out. And I go, can you believe that wasn't there before? And I'll just tell you that what our, our hope is, I think, our desire is, the, the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the Acts yes. 4 church, the, right. the, the psalmist who would say, man, God will hear you if you'll pray sincerely. Yes. That you would add a level of faith to your frustration. Absolutely. That there might be stuff going on, but that, you're, uh, that God hears you and that he will speak to you. Sometimes we, we uh, uh, mistake silence for absence. There are times where my sons are doing things and I don't say anything. And I'm just going to watch what they're doing. Just see how it goes. Sometimes yeah. God just wants to see you do life. He's, he's not so overly concerned with what sh shoes you wore today, what shirt you put on. He's not even superly over-concerned with even necessarily the cubicle you sit in. What he's most concerned with is that you are becoming more and more like Jesus every single day and that joy and love and peace and patience and kindness are being shaped in you and formed in you and that he's watching you bring heaven to earth wherever you are, whenever you are, however you are. And that comes because we'll just we pray. And it's that still small voice. Absolutely. I think that's kind of where we end, right? It's yeah. just this still small voice that, that we quiet the noise. We're just my notes. Um, for me, worry, anxiety is all a part of that. When something goes wrong and it's, you know, I get in my mind, I think I'm more so in my mind because of my fear or my doubt or my worry or my anxiety. And I think that can just, it can really it's, it can just keep you there. It can keep you in that place. And so in that moment when you were telling that story about, I remember that that time when you came to me and you're like, I just can't. It was a big decision for us. And there was anxiety and there was worry, like what if this goes the wrong way? And ultimately all we can do with that is go to God. Yeah. Is go yeah. to God to get back to that place. And, and the word says, cast all your anxiety on him yeah. because he cares for you. Yeah. And I love that about our God, that we, we can bring our worries. It says, bring, what does it say? Do not worry, pray. Yeah. And it's just like those simple little reminders. And we do, I just, we get so in our head yeah. that it's hard to hear anything because all of those worries and all of the what ifs and the fears are there. And, and I think God just is like, pray to get us out of it. Yeah. He just is like, can you just pray? Yeah.